I'm Anya, and I spent decades compartmentalizing and suppressing the different parts of myself. I woke up at age 40 exhausted, confused, and completely out of alignment. These days, I am definitely not your run-of-the-mill bored housewife. So if you are tired of the shame narrative around sex and pleasure, and you're ready to be all facets of yourself, let's create sexual alchemy. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello and welcome back. It's so good to be with you all again. And we've got a little treat for you this week. So not sure how many of you have heard of this company, but there is a brand new sex positive social audio application out there called Moan. And Moan is really cool because it is an application that is inviting conversations in a safe place about sex and sex forward thinking. And within this application, they are getting so much popularity of people who want to just talk and talk and have open conversations about any number of things. There are open forums on BDSM and different aspects of kink. There might be at any given time, somebody having a conversation with somebody about cuckolding or knife play or topping or bottoming. (laughs) Or I've even, I think, encountered some play situations that you can step into the room and hear an actual scene that might be going on between some partners. So the reason I bring all of this up is today we're going to be talking to a gentleman by the name of Kaleth Jones. He goes by Kale, spelled C-A-L-E, and he is the founder of Moan. And believe it or not, Moan just came to Kale as an idea in April of 2021, and it's already here and on the market. And I was so lucky to sit down with Kale earlier today and have a conversation with him about his own journey through his sexuality and his own embracing of of who he is, but even more so about his idea for Moan and where he'd like to see it go. And so I hope you enjoy this time. I hope each and every one of you finds your way to the Moan app and engages with it. It's much like some of the other audio platforms out there, but what is just so special about it for this community is that it is specifically rooted in open conversations and dialogue around sexuality in a safe place. So without further ado, here's Kale to tell us a little bit more about himself and his ideas for Moan. Hello and welcome back everyone. So happy to be with you again for another week of conversation around the alchemy of sexuality. And this week, we are going to be talking to a fascinating individual who has just very recently launched a sex-positive social media audio tool where there is just a million conversations going on around sex and moving the conversation forward in a very sex-positive place. The app is called Moan, and we are going to be talking today to Kaleth Jones, who goes by Kale, C-A-L-E, on the app. And again, the app is called Moan, and it's M-O-N, 
and he is going to be telling us a lot about his own journey, but he's also going to be telling us about his journey to bringing Moan to life and all that he is anticipating with it. So all that said, we are going to welcome you, Kale, to the show. Thank you so much for being here today, and I can't wait to hear you share your story of your own kind of sexual journey with the Sexual Alchemy listeners. Great. Thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction uh, and also explanation of Moan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me And on please, podcast. please, please feel free to correct anything, <laughs> add anything, because this is your baby. This is so exciting. No, you did such a great job. It's it's sex positive social audio. And, you know, we built this app to really be a safe space to talk about sex and move the conversation forward in a really positive way, right? And we we realized we could do that in a number of different ways. But the one that made most sense to us was to actually talking, you know? Um, there are so many platforms out there where you can chat, you can have video conversations, but also with Instagram as well. You have memes everywhere, you know? But let's actually talk. And my friends also know that, I'm not a texter. I'm someone who calls. I'm an annoying friend who calls you. And now I have an app just to talk to everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> my friends are not getting calls anymore. <laughs> right. You're like, just get in the chat room. We'll just talk. We'll just chat there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite topics to talk about are sex is sex anyway. So, um, you know, it just, it was such a natural alignment with not only my preferred method of communication, but also my preferred topic. So let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's dig in. So let's talk about sex and let's talk about sexuality right. and let's talk about yours because that's yes. that's what we're doing here today. So why don't you kind of give give my listeners a little bit of a background on on you and your life and kind of your journey through your own sexuality and sexual acceptance and if there's been any shame along the way that's had to be deprogrammed and all those juicy little bits. Oh, well, you know, there's definitely been shame for talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a given for me. And, you know, my path wasn't so linear. You know, it really, yeah, I feel like I always, oh, well, first off, I'll just say I'm gay. I'm part of the LGBTQ plus IA, you know, community. Uh, it keeps growing. I'm very happy about that. But uh, I, I'm the G in there. Um, and, you know, I have been, um, I don't, I've known I was gay since I was you know, a child, but, you know, obviously with the shame and anxiety and all these things that kind of come about, right? Um, I wasn't so comfortable to really accept that, obviously, especially not at five or six, you know, when I, when I knew this. Um, so that journey was really kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I first came on as bi uh, in my early 20s, and then I came on as gay. And I've been with women, I've been with men, I've been with women and men, <laughs> really everyone. Um, and, you know, I I came out as gay uh, at 24. I got married to the man I met and fell in love with. We subsequently divorced, uh, unfortunately, but, you know, things happen. Um, and so, yeah, my journey was uh, knowing I was gay, trying to be straight, then being bi, then being gay, getting married, getting divorced. And now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a gay man. That's That's kind of my journey. Um, but what's interesting though, um, while I, the reason I know I'm gay is because, you know, I, I want to date a man. I want to be in a relationship with a man. Therefore I'm gay. But in terms of like, you know, my interests and my sexual interests, they really are still kind of all over the place. You know, I still love the idea and still, you know, find women very, very interesting, very sexy. And I've been with women, right. Um, even after coming out. Um, so for me, yes, I'm gay. I want to date men, but my sexual preferences are still kind of all over the place. And that's kind of what led me to this journey of moan as well in this way, right? It's like, we think we know what we like, 
and we we, well, we know what we like, but we think we know. We kind of hit a wall, or, you know, we're scared to really dig deeper. But, you know, until someone tells you something else or shows you something else, you're like, oh, shit, that's interesting, <laughs> you know? And that's kind of what I'm hoping to achieve with Moan. And one of, you know, one of the things we're hoping to achieve with that is that people come on the app, they, they think they know what they want, they get to hear something else. And if you hear someone talking about sex at a restaurant, your ears perk up, right? If you're at it, if you're at it, if you're at like a, you know, at a dinner and someone says, Oh yeah, I just got railed by so-and-so, your ears perk up. At least mine do. Yeah, <laughs> and, right? whether, and what and whether or not you want to be, whether or not you want to participate in what they're talking about, it's still interesting. And so, you know, that may get your mind working to want to explore other things, whether in that universe or whatnot. But for me, that's kind of part of Moan as well, is that. It's a place to chat, learn about new things, and 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 you know discover new things, but also know that you're not alone, right? Yeah. yeah. And now you asked me about my sexuality. That was a full that was a full explanation of my sexual journey and kind of where we arrived now. But let's I'm happy to back up some as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe just in terms of you know, not everybody has sexual trauma in their life. Not everybody has a huge story around that. You know, maybe from a young age, did you feel like you kind of kind of had a grasp of who you were in that realm from a pretty young age? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just knew I was different from, honestly, a very young age. I mean, I, I knew I was a gay man, and that's just what it was. I mean, I remember even a memory I had, it still carries with me. I thought, <laughs> this is, when I was like seven or eight, we were, I was chatting with some buddies of mine, and I remember they were talking about, you know, as kids do, as young boys do, talking about, yeah, I gotta go have sex with this chick, yada yada, this moment, right? Um, so out of out of our league at seven years old, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you know, the boy, you know, boy, boys conversations. Uh, and I remember thinking to myself, hmm, I may need to change my name because I cannot imagine a woman screaming my name. Like it was, it was like that. It's not only the name thing, you know, not only Caleb is difficult to say, but also the fact that, huh, this name is like, you know, it was just something that was a little bit out of reach for me, kind of imagining that I would be with a woman because I knew I wanted to be with a man, right? That's just kind of what it was. Obviously, I didn't vocalize that, <laughs> but that was sure. just something that I, I, I knew at a very young age. Yeah. Well, and in our conversation leading up to recording today, you did mention that you were raised in a relatively sex positive environment. So in terms of that home environment, when you say sex positive, what does that mean to you? If, if you felt like it was a sex positive place to be, how so? Well, I think, you know, I think, you know, I think that my definition has changed a bit, you know, from when I've you know, from, from me being raised, but I guess, you know, the way I see it and also the way that look, looking back on it in terms of being sex positive is that, you know, my mother was very open to talk about sex in a very positive way. She also owned her, owned her sexuality. She also very, she had friends who were gay all across the, you know, all across the different sexualities and, and, you know, and, and her own stuff. I mean, she was very confident with her sexuality and, and even let us know, you know, if, if your father passes away, I'm probably going to be with a woman, you know, the conversations like this to let us know that, you know, homosexuality is okay you know like like there were conversations like that without just coming up and saying if you're gay it's okay she almost lived by a led by example by saying listen if this happens this is probably what i will do um she did not end up being with a woman <laughs> she got married to a man but the fact is um you know she really kicked off the conversation very early with us uh you know in a very positive way not only through her associations her friends and the people she brought around but also the way she framed sex, right? It was a very positive mm -hmm. thing. It was never a negative thing. And to, 
in a way that almost embarrassed me, right? It was like, oh my God, my mom talks about sex. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe that. 30 years later, let's create an app to talk about sex. (laughs) I love it. It's so full circle and it's beautiful. I mean, I have, you know, three children myself and I can tell you from somebody who's trying to raise them in a sex positive manner, they're the last ones who want to hear it, you know? So I think it's amazing (laughs) that your mom was doing it back then too. I mean, I can't say that I was raised in a sex positive environment. I don't think it was sex negative per se, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of sex agnostic or just not discussed, you know? And so here I am with my kids now. And I, you know, I, especially with my son, who's 12 years old, going through some sexual explorations and trying to figure out who he is and what he likes the best. And he's, what I love is that there's no labels that he feels like he has to wear, but he's not afraid of them either. And he's certainly not going to pigeonhole himself. He's certainly not going to say he's one thing or another. And he loves the idea of just being able to explore. But what he doesn't love is when mama comes in the room and says, Hey, have you been exploring sexually with so-and-so or so-and-so? And, you know, he gets so embarrassed by it, but I, I still stand by the fact that like someday, someday he's going to thank me for coming to him and saying, Hey, let's talk about these things in a forward thinking way where there's not shame and that we don't have to be hiding it. There's nothing wrong with sex. You're 12. You shouldn't be having it yet, <laughs> but, but still talking about things and understanding your sexuality and your body and, exploring it and not being ashamed of it. So I think that's amazing that your mom was able to, you know, kind of raise you in a way that you feel like it was a sex positive environment. No, absolutely. And, and to that point though, too, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because even though my mother was very sex positive when she spoke about sex, she raises, like I said, um, you know, you still don't really know what type of outside influences that will have on your nuclear family. Right. So even though my mother was very sex positive, you know, about sex and whatnot, but then being gay, it was, I still came up very late. Right. And so it was just, you know, I've I've, I've been struggling about how exactly I frame it, but it's more like it it was, even though I was raised sex positive, but very comfortable, my mother was very hurt when I came out later in life. Right. And I told her, Mm. you know, you know, in my twenties, like, really, you've been with women for so long. Why didn't you tell me? Right. Um, And I guess that just kind of goes back to, you know, even, even though like, you know, you're a nuclear family, you you were raised this but you still know the influence that the outside influences have on your nuclear family so it's just you know it, it's part of my journey in this way and also my mission to move that conversation forward and move the culture forward right because even though in my own home it's safe i don't know mm-hmm. if those outside influences will still have some type of negative impact on on me choosing a certain life right yeah. um and so you know that that's kind of part baked into this mission also like yeah i want to move the conversation forward across all fronts across the culture as well so that way like even if my mom's sex positive she's me thinking that she still may be upset that her son is gay it's totally fucked (laughs) so right um, right you know and i think a lot of people struggle with that you know we have a lot of friends and i have friends and you know who who are you know who are gay, but also trans, you know, they, they know that they have a very support, a very supportive network. They're still, you know, concerned with coming out because they still don't know if it's like, you're okay with other people, but are you okay with me? You know, so close to you doing that. Right. And so I think yeah. that we can just have a conversation about it ongoing, right? Yeah. There's constant affirmations by saying, not, not just by affirming someone and their decision and their life, whatever. It's more about keep my conversation going so that one fucking article written once a year about something that's happened, right? And it can vary by everything else. Let's keep the conversation going. So people know right. that they're still, that this is what we're, you know, this is, that it's okay. 
right? Yeah, yeah. No, I love that very much, yeah. So kind of thinking a little bit about Moan and and how much you like that conversation being, you know, kind of out in the open and continuing and, you know, ever evolving, when when did this idea start to percolate in your head about creating this community? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I, you know, my background's in marketing and media. I won't really necessarily name the places I've worked, but they're known places you can, you can find them. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, so marketing and media. And then I, I came into, uh, I was working in Hollywood, uh, entertainment and a media company. And then I did some health and wellness work in a consulting space. And then I was a CMO at a leading men's sexual health and wellness company treating erectile dysfunction. And while I was there, um, uh, I, I was kind of, in charge of producing a ton of different video content with experts um, to you know, try to make the conversations of sex and sexuality and sexual health um, and ED palatable for everyday Americans, right? So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, um, how, how do we have this big, big task? Because we don't really talk about sex here in the States. Uh, you know, and as I reference the States because I lived in Copenhagen for, uh, for a number of years and it was a whole different, that's a whole different conversation totally. but over here, you know? And so, um, you know, I learned so much from these experts. I worked with sexologists, therapists, uh, sex coaches, MDs, DOs, you name it. Each ad. I worked with everyone in this space to figure out, you know, how we can move the conversation forward. But it was in a really static type environment, right? And also video. And it was, it was fun, right? But um, mm-hmm. anyways, I left that company that we had launched. Um, and then COVID hit. I said, huh, how do I take this media background and the sex tech background and all the stuff I learned that I find so fascinating how do I do something with it? I was like, oh, hmm. social, okay, audio, okay, this is great. If we remove the visual component, we really have a great opportunity to level the playing field for everyone to participate in the conversation. You know, no matter their ability, uh, their race, their gender, their identity, their their you know their um, professional uh, their, their their professional um, standing, right? Like, really, anyone can then participate in the conversation in a way that not only present the conversation, but also have a platform for expression. Once we remove that visual component, it elicits bias. So that immediate bias, remove it, right? Um, I was like, okay, this this really works. Um, so I talked to a number of different friends in the space, not only in the entertainment media space, but also in the sex tech space. And so yeah, okay, this this actually works. Um, and so this was back in like April of 2021. It's like, all right, you know what? I pulled everything I had together. I was like, let's move this thing forward. And so that's, that's then we built it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, That's yeah. it just this year, just all starting in April of 2021. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my yeah. God. So and you I launched have... on November 15th of 2021. <laughs> yeah. So I would say officially, so I put my business plan, my deck together. Um, I, 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 May 1st, I really started, I put it all together May 1st. Um, That's when I closed it out. It's okay. This is what I'm doing. And I talked to so many people and they're like, this, this is really cool. This is actually a really cool idea. And I was like, okay. Because you know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, listen, I, I was worried about operating, you know, anonymously on this platform. It's like, you know, but I'm asking you to be vulnerable, right? Um, and so I'm myself. I, I, I am who I, I tell on this platform. That's who I am. So I'm opening up on this platform, but also on that podcast like this. But, you know, I was initially kind of concerned about dipping my toe and really going all in on the sex tech space, right? Or sexual, mm-hmm. sexual wellness. There's such fucking stigma attached to it. And yet right. we're all having sex. We're all enjoy talking about it. And, you know, and it's, it's such, um, such an important, plays such an important role in all of our lives. So, 
you know, um, I went back and forth on, Oh God, can I, should I do this? You know, like, Oh man, like, is anyone ever going to hire me again? Because I'm talking about sex and fucking, I'm talking about not just sex. I'm talking about, I'm talking about anal sex. I'm talking about BDSM. I'm talking about everything, you know, the full Uh, spectrum. I'm talking about cuckolding all the time, (laughs) (laughs) which has been an incredible community that's come on this uh, platform that I didn't really know much about, but fucking love. But to, to that point, I mean, again, I was so, I was, I was really concerned about, um, you know, how to proceed and if I should proceed. Well, I knew it was needed and I knew I wanted it and I needed it and I knew what we could actually do with this, right? It was, it was not just like, great, we can build a community, we can actually do some good, right? Um, and that was, and, and me wanting to move forward with this uh, really came after I had a couple conversations with some friends of mine who are in the trans community. And, you know, they said, if you can make our life suck 1% less, I'm all on board. I was like, well, wow, that was so, you know, it still kind of gets me, you know, emotional today to think that, wow, they don't really have, this community doesn't really have an outlet. And, you know, and not just for them to come and chat, you know, not for the trans community to come over and chat, but also for families and for, you know, relatives and people who don't know anything about it in their sphere of or the, the frame of reference because of influence is so limited you know someone who's say in arkansas or whatnot limited the small communities and their son or daughter comes out as trans or as gay or as bi or poly or whatever right they can either go to google oh god <laughs> or or you know they can go to instagram which i'm not sure how many people are using that but whatever it's just the point is there wasn't a community where people could really come and get live feedback in an anonymous way, in an open way, and really converse with each other to move the conversation forward, right? Um, if someone had questions, they could ask it. You don't have to be an expert to speak on this platform. And that was something that was really big then, that like, wait, we can do good with it, and real people can come here and talk and figure shit out, you know? Um, yeah. Not only talk to experts, but talk to other people, you know? Yeah. Like, real people. I feel so much of the, so much of the conversations are one-sided these days, you know? so much education out there it's all it's all you know experts talking at you it's pre-recorded and you don't have an opportunity to come back right and you don't have an opportunity to ask that question or you know or or it's static or static forums and you know you have to wait for a response you know i wanted something that was like let's fucking talk this out you know or yeah. even if you don't want to talk listen in and hear what they have to say you know and yeah. you can engage on this app even if you don't want to talk you still engage on it you support it right it's a little heart feature so yeah. um yeah, you know, that's how it all kind of came together, but really kind of crystallized for me the moment when I kind of had this, when I had those conversations, not only with friends, but also with, you know, my friends in the trans community, like, wow, you know, we can do good here. We could provide a safe space to talk about sex, but also we can be a resource for people who want to learn more, who want to, you know, talk to experts, just talk to our community, you know? Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was no. really what, that was really what's it. Chris Lyson was like, fuck that. I don't care what anyone thinks. We're going to do some good here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do some good and we're going to make people's lives suck 1% less. And I think that's, that's an amazing mission statement, right? And have fun doing it too, right? Not everything has to be clinical, you know? <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. And you know, it's been great. I've been in, I've probably sat in on maybe four or five different sessions. And then I was like, kind of, then I kind of co-led one with one of my girlfriends once. And it was just so much fun because you are having people, I mean, there's people from all over the world 
popping in already. And so, you know, you get so many different cultural perspectives, you get so many different accents. It's so beautiful to hear everybody talking to each other and just engaging. And it's like from, like you said, it's like from the highly educated and very, very enthusiastic crowd. And then there's people who are just really curious and like, they really just want to be able to ask a question and have some people give it some airtime so that they can process some of the things that they're thinking through themselves. So it's been really wonderful. And you did say, like you said, you know, the cuckolding community that's been hopping on is it's pretty, pretty like prolific. It feels like there's quite a lot of people in that space, but I also am just wondering for you, like in terms of the demographic of topics that are signing up, like, are you feeling really like, how are you feeling about that? And does it feel like the conversations that you've like always thought you wanted to have happening? I mean, I know we're only three weeks in to the launch as we were recording right now, but how are you feeling about the engagement in that particular way and the topics and, and the conversations you're hearing? You know, that, that's a really, that's a really great question. Um, I think right now, uh, you know, we did a lot of early groundwork to pull in people that were already, or users or creators, we were calling creators who were already doing this on their platforms, right? So podcasters, um, people who have, you know, Instagram, uh, Instagram, they're like, you know, they're on these other platforms right? and, and they're already creating content, leading conversations. So we went after them and said, listen, this is just another distribution platform for you you know this is keep doing what you're doing we're not taking away from that this is just another audience come on here you know and go a little deeper here because our community guidelines are much different than instagram <laughs> and much different and also there's privacy features in place on my clubhouse right and some of the competitors and so you know a lot there's so much diversity not only in our featured users but also in the conversations we're having um you know i think right now we're still at a point i mean i think we're still at a point right now where People are still not sure what they can say and what they can't say, you know, like, so there's been, so it's been a lot of um, very educational, really great conversations, but also a lot of fun conversations. But, you know, we built it for like, you know, kind of three pillars, right? It's education. So we have expert-led conversations. So from, you know, PhDs, doctors to just, you know, cultural, uh, cultural experts, enthusiasts, et cetera, right? That's mm-hmm. our expert-led conversations. That's one pillar. The second pillar is um, education conversation. That's that's conversation is really just through the community, right? Just people who want to talk about stuff, right? From confessions to um, to well, actually, I've had a lot of confessions, which has been fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of confessional chats, but also just like uh, hi, I'm introduced myself, like you know, just people who want to connect, right, with the community, knowing it's a sex positive community. Um, and there's also the um, conversation, education, exploration, exploration part, um, which is really interesting, is some of the life experiences and more the sexual conversation, sexual side of things, right? We've had some um, BDSM and kink uh, rooms that popped up that show, you know, that are, you know, live vlogging, for instance, right? So, like, you know, there's a master and a slave, and he is, he is whipping his slave, and she's very, it's all consent-based, right? And she's like, yes, I love this. Is great and he's walking he's walking us through you know this audio like i'm not picking up this tool here's what i'm using here's how you should use it here's what it should sound like here's why i like it here's why she likes it smash 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 you know she's morning in the background so there's right. a lot of so you know those are the three pillars we really built this on to kind of serve education conversation exploration um and so you know i think people right now based upon our featured users and a lot of the conversations that have popped up 
I think people are still a little, uh, a little skeptical, not skeptical, scared, maybe or unsure is probably the better word as to what is off limits, right? Like, mm. can I, can I, you know, use a toy on this platform? <laughs> can I have some dirty talk? Absolutely, yes, you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so, clear, yeah, it clear it up. So, don't clear it up. Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you can. Our community guidelines are posted on the app, but also on the site. You'll see all the topics we want to cover. Um, so, yes, if you want to get on here and have some fun with your partner or yourself, by all means do so. It's almost as consent involved. Um, yeah. So, that's awesome. So, it's, it sounds like it's been a nice broad range, but you're feeling like you're needing to help people get a little bit more comfortable and engaging and kind of starting those rooms and not feeling like they have to, you know, kind of tiptoe around what they might want to say. So that's great. Yeah. And to that point too, you know, um, you know, listen, we have a very educated crowd on there too, but we also have everyday people. And I think as, you know, kind of going back to what we said earlier, so many conversations are one-sided where experts are talking at you. We really want to provide a place for anyone any background can actually lead a conversation, right? You don't need a PhD to talk about what you like sexually, you know, mm-hmm. and express that and be able to talk and, and, and be curious, you know. If you have a fucking PhD in masturbation because you do it so much, go for it, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, I think people are scared too, you know, like, can I say fuck? Can I say yeah. Can I say, can I say it? Yes, you can. You don't have to be an expert. I mean, even if you are an expert, we have experts on there talking, you know, like using, uh, you know, curse words all, all, all the time. So, you know, while the conversations have been very elevated in, in, in the content, but also in the group centers, you know, it's still real people having discussions. This is not a classroom. You know, this is yeah. a place for adults to come chat about sex. And if a dick flies here or a pussy flies here, you know, so be it. <laughs> you know, and if Absolutely. you're offended by it, this is not the platform for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that's the thing is there's other platforms. You've mentioned competitors. There's Clubhouse, there's Twitter spaces, there's all these yeah. other places that you can go to have those conversations. But these this community is for people who want to have sex positive, sex forward, you know, conversation, demystifying, answering questions. So I think it's just phenomenal. I was so excited when I heard about it through some channels and friends in, in my particular community. And so I, I hopped on board as quickly as I could. And I think it's, I think it's so fantastic. So, you know, right now you guys, obviously you are social audio. Um, do you have like, what are your, what are your thoughts and dreams and plans for Moan as you guys kind of move forward? And obviously if there's some secret sauce that's in the mix, you can't really talk about that. That's okay. I get that. But what are, what are your dreams for this platform? No, that's, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, I'll take that in a number of, a number of points. Um, so first off, I think, you know, our mission still is, and I think should remain safe space to have conversations on sites, move the conversation forward. The way we do that is through our users and the conversations we have. But the way we keep people coming back and interested are really fun features we have built out. So we're, that we're building out currently. Uh, one of the one of the key features we, we've talked about, um, apart from just some like utilitarian stuff like you know a muting option uh, and you know being able to navigate a little bit easier in terms of you know the navigability and discoverability of other users, um, we definitely want to roll that out very soon. We're actively working on that now. Um, but to be clear, we rolled out in beta uh, just so we can really, here is a platform to serve a need. Does it serve this need for the community? 
well, fuck that desk because everyone's coming on here. It's great. <laughs> so now let's get all the feedback from these users and say, right, how can we make it better for you? What's the things you need? This is built from a sex positive community for sex positive community. So give us your feedback. How can we make it better for you? What do you need? What do you need to keep it interesting? What do you need to help cross promote for your other channels, right? Um, and so some of those things are one, again, some of the utilitarian things like just being able to you know, easily navigate a little bit more and find other users. But then, uh, you know, from link sharing to being able to co-host, you know, a chat um, and then like officially co-host that way you don't have to schedule a chat and some of us come in that way you can both do it. But then a big thing that we have really been interested in doing uh, is, is we're not sure when we're rolling this out, but it would be um, a monetization uh, like feature for users, right? So that way you can actually earn money on here. Um, it's like a wallet feature so other users can tip you on the app. Um, so that way, it's like, you know, if you're leading a live masturbation, guided masturbation or live intimacy, intimacy session, there's, you know, 100 people in there, you know, um, we don't want to put up paywalls for people, but we want other users to show appreciation. So you can kind of show appreciation, right? And so that's kind of the goal is to be able to put now, add value to the users, but also to the creators. You know, we don't want to yeah. put paywalls from people, you know, like like other people do that. And this is not a hookup site. This is not, a, this is a place to have conversations, but also we want to put the value and uh, I guess we want to bring value to the users, but also to the creators. Um, and that should depend upon if you can pay $5 a month or $10, $20 a month to do something, right? Like you should be able to do that up front. And, and it gives a, it puts a lot more power in the creator's hands as well in terms of when they want to monetize how they want to do it rather than putting up one static wall. You know, we're yeah. really, we believe in the, the idea of being dynamic and agile, mm -hmm. not only in our approach, but also in terms of, you know, allowing users um, to be able to kind of take the same approach. So that's, that's, yeah. that's one of the key features we're really, really excited about um, because, you know, we, we, we think it's, it's important that if you're, you know, we, we think people should be paid for their work. And this is not necessarily work. This is a social community. But there are professionals on here who are dedicating a lot of time. We value that. And they are cross-promoting as they should. And we want people to cross-promote on this platform. If you've got a podcast, plug it. You know? yeah. If you put the link in your bio. But also, you know, if you want to maybe transition away from, say, some of the other platforms out there, you can do so here and do it on the fly. You know, um, yeah. or if you aren't getting the descriptions you need on this other app, come here and, you know, like see if you can see if you can do something here. But the last thing we want to do though is really create an, or, or an ecosystem where it's pay to play. That's not what we want. We still want a community up front, yeah. but we want the option. We want the option for some of those creators who are dedicating a lot of time here to be able to, you know, get something from it. So yeah, that, that's definitely. a feature we're really excited about. I love that. No, I think those all sound great. And some of the ones you mentioned are things that I'm like, oh, this would be awesome if we could do this co-hosting or if we could, if I could mute myself, but without going away from like being one of the presenters or like, you know, some of that stuff that sounds like <laughs> it's all in the works. And it's, it sounds like that's, that's really amazing. And maybe this, maybe this question is, is a little silly because you've said this is social audio, but do you, mm -hmm. do you anticipate any sort of like video features in the future? Or is it really, is the benefit of this? Like as somebody for myself, right. Who is on my podcast. I mean, you talked a little bit earlier about vulnerability and, and anonymity and that sort of thing. 
that's a real thing for some of us in the lifestyle, right? We have young children. We feel like we have to protect their identity and their consent and their willingness to be a part of our decisions as grownups that we haven't asked them about. So for myself, uh, video is not really a function I would probably be looking to have, but maybe it is something you guys are thinking about. I mean, to be, to be honest with me, this, this platform is always going to be developing, right? And But at the end of the day, it's about what the users really want. And I think what sets us apart is that we are audio and it does level the playing field for so many people to participate. I love that. Able, and, and the way they've never been able to be before, you know? Um, again, I mean, from talking to people, again, from all different communities, all different backgrounds, all different abilities, all different races, identities, They've also, this is great. I mean, just as an example, you know, one of our one of our team members, yeah, he's half Chinese, half American, he's gay. And this is one of the reasons why we wanted to start this app, because the conversations that happen in the gay community alone, just the gay community, right? There's so much racism, discrimination in our own community, right? Things that are accepted here that the rest of the world, the rest of the other communities have no idea about, right? Um, like maybe the straight community doesn't know that. There's so much discrimination and marginalization within that own, within it own, its own marginalized community, right? So, you know, one of the conversations we were having early on is that there's so much racism because he's that it's, it's acceptable to say no fats, no fins, no Asians, or at least it was. We're moving past that. But the point is that you know when you get to remove those visual barriers that again elicit that bias, you really we really do get to level the playing field for everyone to participate and not be sidelined, you know. Um, and I think it's so important that we can have these conversations without worrying about what the fuck the lighting is, you know, if it's bad lighting, it's not lighting right now, it's awful, <laughs> you know. I absolutely love that you want to keep it audio for now, because I think everything you've just said about leveling the playing field for everyone, it's perfect, right? You don't have to get your makeup on. You don't have to get your hair done to be on this platform and talking I can be in the kitchen cleaning. I can be out walking my dog and I can still engage. I can still have a conversation with people. And it it is really allowing people to continue doing their life while they're also engaging in stuff that really is either on their heart, on their mind, on their hormones, like whatever it is, you know, people are really able to just join that conversation and, and enter it without having to do a hundred million things to prepare for it. So I love that. I love that aspect of it. <laughs> that point too in terms of accessibility one of the early use cases we talked about was how fun would it be if you could be at a coffee shop put your head ear pods in do some work but then hear someone fucking on the other end <laughs> <You know? laughs> like isn't that so much more fun than listening to spotify <laughs> for sure, and, and, for and, sure. And, and you don't need, and you don't need the visual component for that you can actually just listen in and you can you can pop on there and request them i feel like actually do it like this, pop down. <laughs> you know, like it's not so much more fun than listening to, um, I don't know, um, the you know, top 20 right now, right? <laughs> I love it. You just gave me an idea. And sometime I'm going to go live with a play date session with one of my play partners. It's going to happen. Please do. Well, we actually had one of those. Yeah, we, we actually had one of those the other night. We had um, Free the Kink, which is one of our featured users. They run a huge uh, Facebook group called Free the Kink. You should definitely check them out. Um, and uh, he and his slave came on and he did one that was in NSFW. Uh, he came on at night called the late night mom. So if anyone's listening, check out the late night mom when those rooms pop up. And this was specifically pussy worship. <laughs> yeah. And he went down on her and explained to us exactly like what he's doing, how he's doing it, uh, how, how to like really get in there and worship, worship a pussy. Oh my God, this, I'm, it's difficult for me to say both those words. 
pussy. Yeah, exactly. And, and have fun with it. Um, and, you know, she was wanting to have so much fun and explaining it that he brought up electroshock and started like, you know, shocking her and telling her what he's doing and why she likes it. And it was a really fun uh, thing to do. It's very hot to hear. You know, it's like, for example, have you ever heard someone fucking in a hotel room next door? Yeah. You don't need to, you know, like, you don't totally. know what they look like. You, know, you know it's happening. But what if you can engage with them and like, say, knock on that wall and say, can you do that again? That sounded hot. <laughs> so that, that's that's kind of, so he was inviting people up he's like so does anyone have any questions and what it was it was a lot of fun so that point um yeah i think the audio really one gives us more flexibility in terms of what we can do who can do it who can participate but also keeps us in the app store <laughs> because totally. there are guidelines and the guidelines are very strict and so that's one of the reasons why we don't allow any type of nudity uh in our profile pictures because we want it to be very you know one, we set the tone, but also um, we don't want to um, step on the apple's toes. Yeah, no, I get that. And I know that this isn't a question about sex or spirituality, but just from somebody who is entrepreneurial in spirit, I'm super curious, like, you know, for you, it sounds like this was probably your first endeavor into kind of an app world for yourself. How is that? Like, is it just, is it a whole huge learning curve or do you have a large team? Like, I'm just kind of curious about the entrepreneurial aspect of it. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I have so much experience in the media and marketing space already, right? So I've run teams, I've launched the products, I've launched new platforms. I've done a lot of this stuff already, but I've never done an app before. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm one of these people who really enjoy meeting new people, but also kind of collecting people that I really like and staying in touch with them. My friends know, again, like I don't text, I will call, but also I keep in touch with people who made an impression. And so my co-founder and partner, um, my CTO and co-founder, um, you know, we worked together on projects for years and years and years, um, you know, as on the technical side. So I've always brought him in on projects. I've always brought him in on projects. And finally, when I came up with this idea, I sit in the deck and listen. I, I, I want to work with you, but I want to partner. You're like, I know you can do this. This is what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, and, and you know, he, he took him a couple of weeks to look over. And he's like, listen, I have so much stuff going on. This is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great. Well, let's let's do this then, right? Let's do it. So he drew up all the paperwork, got it all together. And so in terms of, you know, my experience, one, I think it's mostly been, um, it's it's been pretty smooth uh, in terms of you know in terms of setting my my my, my goals and, and my sight on what I wanted to do and then thankfully I, I knew the right people uh, in this space who could help me move it along right uh, and just again that mostly comes from experience being in the world for so long and also just not being an asshole and like and, and being you know and, and and working with good people and cutting out the assholes right and so to that point, a lot of what led me here too was I, I didn't want to work for assholes anymore. <laughs> Not saying right. my previous employers were assholes, but <laughs> all I'm saying is that I just didn't want to, um, you know, I, I didn't want to be beholden to someone else. So, in terms of the entrepreneurial journey, I mean, it's really been I have to do this and I want to do this or I'm going to have to do something else. And yeah. so, fuck it, let's go all in. Let's go all in. And that's, you know, again, at the end of the day, um, process has been smooth but it's been up and down every single day like honestly like you know when we when we log you know when i 
I'm always, my eyes, I'm going blind because I can't see. I'm always on a computer on the screen. And, you know, when I see there's only, oh God, there's, there's only three chats scheduled. And then 10 minutes later, oh my God, there's 15 chats scheduled. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, right. Or, oh, wait, there's only, there's, there's, there's only like 10 people in this chat. Oh, there's now all of a sudden 35. So, you know, right. it's really up and down um, in terms of just the process, but yeah, getting started was knowing what I wanted to do, putting a plan in place. And also again, having the people, the good people around me that I've kind of kept around me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so important. And yeah, just believing in yourself, going all in with that. Well, I know you're working hard because you messaged me this morning at 5.30 a.m. my time, 4.30 a.m. your time, I'm assuming. And I'm like, did he go to bed yet? Or is he already up? (laughs) I, I I am... I am going blind just from looking at screens all day, but also just uh, I'm I'm going to have to take a day off soon just because it is a seven day thing, right? We're a media company. We're like yeah. we're an app. We're an app at the end of the day. We're a media company. We're a community, and so I'm trying to be on every single chat that pops up. If it's you know, two a.m. and something things, I hop on and try to join. You know, just so I can hear what's happening, so I can get the feedback. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because well, I believe in this community, I believe what we're doing, and I want to hear from the people who are starting this. You know, these rooms yeah. are still so early on, I can do that. And so I want to talk to the people who are using I want to know who the fuck is who's downloading this. Like, let's chat, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I um, loved yeah, it so. because the first chat that I was in, you piped in and you were just like, Hey, I just wanted to say I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're doing this. I was like, this guy's legit, like he's really on here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, fantastic. I mean, I can do it right now, you know, and I want to do it right now. I want to know who's, I want to know who my people are, you know, like not just yeah. the people in the community, but like I'm part of the sex positive community. I've been in this community for a long time. You know, I'm now officially in it as, you know, someone who's got a product in it. I'm excited about it. I want to know who's in this world, you know, like how can we make it better? What do you need yeah. to make it better? What, how, what do you need to start a chat? How can we help you feel more comfortable on here? You know, and what do you want to hear? You know, do you want to hear more dirty talk? Do you want to hear more educational right. content? Do you want to hear someone fucking? Let us know. <laughs> yeah. I bet the answer to all of those things is yes. <laughs> uh, well, so one more question before we start to gotcha. wrap, but I um, am super curious. How did you come up with the name for the app? So obviously moan, and I'm thinking moaning, sex, you know, but what, tell me, tell me where the name comes from. Yeah, no, of course. So I, um, I thought a lot about the name because in my own mind, I thought, you know, from a marketing and media background, it's like the name can make or break this, you know? Um, so I want it to be something that, that I think this is, it's on a lot of peer, right? It's, you know, we make a cut. But I think on a lot of peer where it's like basically you, you, the word is what it sounds like, right? It's like boom, boom, right? It's like it, it, it the word has a sound. Um, so yeah, I chose the name Mon because I wanted to ensure that um, one, it wasn't an English word. It didn't have any type of association. It wasn't a definition, but it sounded like it, like it was spelled, like it was said, right? So Mon, Mon, it just, it felt yeah. right. It was sexual. It was implied, but also I played with the spelling because one, as I said, I, went, I lived in Copenhagen uh, for a while, so I'm, totally comfortable playing with letters and putting you know weird letters yeah. in places uh, and so I was like okay this works um m-o-n works it's not too in your face it's not too sexual but it is it's implied right um yeah. and 
I've looked out, I've looked on other platforms and I've, I've, I've did a lot of competitive research, not only to direct competitors, but indirect competitors as well. People who just in this space, you know? And I, I noticed that like, I wanted, I wanted to provide a platform that was really in a way fun, but elevated in a way that was implied sexual, you know, the sexuality was implied um, and the topics were there. But the actual design, the branding, all felt very approachable. You didn't feel gross after using it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to be elevated and dignified and experienced for people who want to talk about sex. Not like, oh my god, this is on my phone, you know. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, you know, I, I don't. Oh god, he's got M O A N on his phone. You know, that that just sounds like okay. We know what that is. M O N just looks nice. It sounds nice. So again, it really, it really came. From a lot of God, hours and hours, days actually, of just like playing with letters and playing with words and verbs and definitions and trying to figure out how I can make it and make it make it dignified, elevated, approachable, but also not associated with any particular definition, but an implied sexuality, an applied sound. So, moan. Yeah perfection I think you did it I think you hit it out the park I also want to compliment you yeah I don't know if you mentioned something about being in beta mode I don't know if it's currently in beta or if it you know it is so it's like so it's so nice and it's it is elevated looking it is classy looking it is sexy looking and it is it's all the things that you're saying and and you feel like it is just a little bit more of an elevated approach than a lot of apps that I see kind of within lifestyle circles, kink and, and, you know, things like that. I think that it is spot on. I think you guys are doing a great job. I really appreciate that. Honestly, that means a lot because I was so, we, I designed it 25 times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man, sure. I, I, went through every color, I went through every color possible, every color way. Just like, you know, wanted to make sure that it was at the end of the day, some that I was proud of, some that I would be comfortable using, but also, I tested it on so many women too, because I was like, I need to make sure women are comfortable here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, and, absolutely. And it's not, and also not going to infantilize them. You know, like it needed to be either not going to be too sexual or infantilized. Needed to walk a nice balance, but also wasn't too feminine for men. So yeah, I think we achieved that. And thank you so much for uh, you know validating that, affirming that. That you know there was a lot of work, but I think you know it paid off that we were able to deliver a platform that was again elevated dignified and still fun and yeah thank you absolutely so before we hop off i know this will all go in the show notes as well but tell people where they can find you anything you want to anything you want to plug throw it on out there for us um so we are coming to android in early 2022 um right now right now we're looking for more featured users we're looking for just more users in general the community is growing every single day um and, you know, you can find us at uh, themoanapp.com. That's probably the easiest. We're also in the apps or the Apple App Store. Uh, but the easiest way to really get a, you know, a good feeling for who we are, um, if you're not on, uh, if you don't have an iPhone, is to go to themoanapp.com, T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P.com, or go to the App Store and download us and join the community and check out some of the conversations. Also, feel completely comfortable and free to fire up a chat whenever because anyone can start a chat. You don't have to be an expert. You can just want to chat about sex. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Kale. Thanks for being on. Congratulations on such a successful launch. 
thank you for allowing me in the app as, as a featured user. I promise I will be using those, those, those features soon. And I am so excited about the conversations that you guys are having in such a safe and sex positive space. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks all for listening and we will be back out with you next week. See you later.